Are we gossiping when we talk negatively about our children? Moms, this is our topic today on the Dorenda Wilson podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, uh, with number 10 on the way, and 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. I am also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, which is a devotional that I wrote for moms, and The 4-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. Right now, you can get a free digital download um, of the devotional that accompanies the four-hour school day called Encouraging a Homeschool Heart. And you can get that simply by subscribing to my monthly email. No, I do not blow up your email box weekly or twice a week, just once a month. I think that's doable for all of us. (laughs) So I hope you'll subscribe and receive that digital download uh, devotional that goes with the four-hour school day. I also want to let you know that I have an online mentoring course called the Unhurried Homeschooler Mentoring Course. What this is, is a series of videos that I created a few years ago that explain in more depth about what it looks like to take a simple, more simple, unhurried approach to homeschooling from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. And so I'll leave a link in the show notes um, so that you can find that easily. I will also leave a link for the devotional um, to subscribe to the uh, monthly newsletter so you can get the free devotional as well, along with links to the upcoming events that I'm going to be speaking at. There's an event in Virginia, June 8th to the 10th. I'll leave a link there for that one, and I will be there and would love to meet you there. I think it's in Richmond. Um, The other event is in Denver, Colorado. It's the Rocky Mountain Homeschool Conference from June 15th to the 17th. I would absolutely love to see you there and get to meet you face to face. So again, I'll leave all those links in the show notes for you. All right. I recently had a mom reach out to me with some thoughts and an excellent question that I think is important for us to Take just a few minutes to think through. And then as always, we're gonna go to the scriptures for our direction. So here's what this mom had to say. Often as moms, we get frustrated with our kids not obeying and we will find ourselves talking to other ladies about our kids and how they don't do this or that right. I'm not saying seeking counsel on it, but rather fussing about that child and harping on what they do wrong. I started thinking about it because I struggle with it. Don't you love her honesty? I just love that. And she goes on to say, and whether we like to admit it or not, but wouldn't that be gossiping? They are our children, yes, but at the end of the day, they are at the essence, their essence, their people, and will one day be adults around us. I have struggled a lot with this lately and then feel awful that I pointed out my child's flaws to others. Through that, I started realizing It might be a form of gossip. What do you think? So again, this mom, um, I just love that she's being so thoughtful and I love that she's naming the sin. You know, often we shy away from being biblically honest about whether or not we're sinning. I think, at least for me, it comes down to pride. My flesh does not want to admit that I've sinned, but At the end of the day, there is so much freedom in naming the sin because when we call it out, we can actually deal with it and get rid of it. 
We humble ourselves and seek forgiveness for it rather than carrying it with us under the guise of, well, it's not that bad, or I wouldn't call it a sin. We don't have to be afraid of calling it what it is because Jesus has already paid for it. And when we confront it and ask forgiveness, we have the privilege of experiencing the freedom of Christ's redemption. So let's start with defining what biblical gossip is. And even though we're really honing in on whether or not we're gossiping about our children, um, I think this is a really good lesson in gossip in general, just getting a biblical perspective on gossip. So let's start again by defining what biblical gossip is. The sin of gossip is burying bad news behind someone's back out of a bad heart. Um, This functional definition considers the action itself, the content of the corrupt communication, the situation in which it occurs, and perhaps most importantly, the motivations of the people involved. So the most important question is, when we share negative things about our kids, what is our motivation for sharing? Now, it can be different each time. So we don't want to give in to the temptation uh, to just throw a blanket across every instance, okay? But when we find ourselves being tempted to speak negatively to others about our kids, I think we need to ask ourselves some heart-probing questions. Um, Are we doing this to vent, quote-unquote? You know, sometimes we see character qualities or weaknesses in our kids that we actually have ourselves. We may not even realize it, um, but it irritates us. I know that the qualities, the the, the weak qualities uh, or weak characteristics that have been in my kids that have irritated me the most have been the ones that I actually have. And I think that it's because at the core of our being, we know we are guilty of that as well. And we see what it looks like in someone else. And there's something inside of us that resonates with the fact that it's not a good thing and we wish we could get rid of it, but we end up like deflecting Um onto our kids instead of dealing with our own hearts. So that's another thing we can actually pray about and think through. Like, is this character quality something my kids are doing that's actually something that I do, that I despise and wish I didn't do? Um, And all of a sudden now we have motivation to really ask the Lord to help us um, with that particular thing and to maybe overcome it if it's a stronghold of some sort. Um, There is nothing like having kids to really move you forward in your sanctification. And this is one of the ways that that that, that actually happens. So we ask ourselves if it's just to vent. Um, We ask ourselves, is it to find a solution to a problem? Um, Are we truly seeking counsel with a humble heart? And do we have the best interest of our child in mind? Okay. Um, Is this the right person to talk to? Um, You know, if you're talking to someone, I think about someone else, I think it's really important to ask the question, is this person part of the problem? Is this person part of the solution? Um, Because often the answer is no. And if that is the case, then that is not the person we should be talking to. I honestly believe that we should bring it to the Lord first and we should bring it to our husbands second um, because they know us and they know our kids better than anybody else. And they are the head of the household. They have that God-ordained role. So, you know, God's 
ordination anointing is on them to lead the household. And so even if they may not understand all the ins and outs of our everyday lives and with the kids and frustrations because maybe they're not there for all of that, um, they still can give us wisdom. God can give them wisdom to give to us. And every time I would talk to my husband about things like this, I would ask the Lord ahead of time to really um, give him wisdom and insight and discernment in order to give me a good answer. And you know what? It happened literally. I, I, I can't think of an instance where it didn't happen. Let's put it that way. So really going to the Lord first and then going to our husbands. I think that's probably our best. That is our best bet. That is actually the best um, line of authority. We're, we're starting at the top and we're kind of coming down. And so Another question we need to ask ourselves is, is this thing that we're complaining about a pattern of sin for us in terms of just gossiping about our children or speaking negatively about our kids? Or is it a pattern of sin for our children? You know, maybe this thing is frustrating us because it's supposed to frustrate us. God is trying to get our attention to actually deal with the sin in our children's lives. So the mom who asked the question earlier said this, often as moms, we get frustrated with our kids not obeying and we will find ourselves talking to other ladies about our kids and how they don't do this or that right. So again, the question is, has the child sinned against us? And instead of dealing with the sin, we essentially get back at them by gossiping about them or we vent about it or we express our anger by gossiping about them. You know, the, the scripture says that um, a fool gives full vent to his anger. So we know that we don't want to be driven, motivated by anger. We want to be motivated by love. Um, so it is our job as parents to deal with sin in our own lives and in the lives of our children. So once we recognize that sin is present, um, well, once sin is present, even sometimes before we recognize it, the enemy can get a foothold within the family. And so we want to be um, be watchful. We are like the gatekeepers for our children and for our homes. And so we need to be watchful and mindful about sin being present. And when it comes to relationships, we are the shepherd of the relationships in our homes. So it is up to us to restore fellowship with God fellowship with our spouses and fellowship with our children when we have wronged them. And it's also our job to shepherd and guide our children into restoring fellowship with each other, with us and with God when that fellowship has been broken. Once that's been made right, we have a responsibility not to bring it up again because it has been forgiven. If we revisit it, we are walking in unforgiveness and potentially feeding bitterness and resentment. And make no mistake, moms, I have been guilty of this. So I speak to you from experience. So let's talk about when gossiping, specifically about our children, has kind of become a cycle. Speaking negatively about our children to others has become a cycle. What do we do? What do we do to break the cycle? Well, I say even if we slip up once, even once, what should we do? We should commit to immediately confessing to the person that we spoke to about our child and anyone who was there or present that heard us. So we're going to go back to them. 
and we're going to say, you know, I was really speaking very negatively about my child and the Lord really convicted my heart um, because I think essentially it's gossip and I don't want to gossip about my children. I love my children and I'm sorry that I made you part of that. And, And again, moms, if you're on the other end of this and a mom is going on and on and on, another Christian mom going on and on and on negatively about her children, you can gently encourage them to move toward um, either dealing with the sin or not speaking negatively about their children. Moms, we do need to encourage each other in these ways. And that can be uncomfortable and it can make people mad at us sometimes. But you know, at the end of the day, we are accountable as sisters in the Lord um, to to do what's best for each other. So what if my friend is kind of mad at me for a little while, but maybe eventually she recognizes that she was wrong. And this like changes the trajectory of her family. But either way, moms, we're called to obey God first. And we don't have to say it like right away. We don't immediately have to say, hey, you need to stop talking like that. That's sin, you're gossiping, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think we can do it in a really gentle way. We can steer the conversation a different direction. I have done that with other moms, like repeatedly, never actually called out the sin, but just kept redirecting the conversation to something else. And eventually it's like they picked up on it and they quit doing it. Um, So, you know, ask the Lord whether it's something you need to confront head to head or whether you just need to sort of like direct the conversation a different way so that you're not participating in the sin along with them. So it's important because as we confess, um, I mentioned before, confessing to the person that we spoke negatively to about our kids, um, it just kind of cleans everything up. And there's actually nothing like having to humble ourselves in front of someone someone else. And the other benefit to this is that we're setting a great example to other moms. Also, we want to make sure that we confess it to the Lord as well, whether we feel like it or not, um, because we're told by God in 1 John 1, 9, to confess our sins and he will be faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, the other thing that we can do is ask someone else to hold us accountable. You know, if we're feeling ourselves um, being tempted frequently, it's becoming like a cycle. It can be a cycle. It can be a, a, a once every now and then thing. But if we really don't want it to ever happen, Um, let's ask a friend to keep us accountable um, because the scripture also says to confess our sins one to another and pray for one another so that we can be healed. And, you know, confession isn't, it isn't actually something that I grew up with. You know, um, if you grew up in the average church, you probably, confession wasn't a thing. Like, you know, you confess your sins when you become a Christian, but we never can really encourage to make confession part of a a practice, like a practice in our everyday lives, in our everyday quiet times with the Lord. And I think it's because we don't fully understand confession. Um, Yes, we stand before the Lord, holy and righteous. We have no sin. Um, He sees us as though we have no sin. But I believe that the confession isn't, isn't for the Lord. It's for us. It's for us to remember who we are and what we've been saved from, to be reminded of the grace that has been poured out upon us and continues to be poured out upon us. So when we confess our sins, we are also confessing our victory over those sins. When we confess our sins, we're declaring that Jesus is Lord and that he's actually paid the price 
So much so that we are free from the guilt and punishment for sin, which is ultimately cause for celebration. So confession, as humbling as it is, is also celebratory. So I just want you to maybe ponder that and meditate on that because it's really very, very freeing to have that perspective on confession and to make it part of our daily walk with the Lord. Okay, let's go back to the topic of gossip. Now, many of us have been taught that if it's true, it's not gossip. But the truth is that needlessly sharing shameful truths about someone else can be gossip. One biblical phrase for this kind of speech is called a bad report, um, such as what uh, Joseph brought against his brothers in Genesis 37 too. Just because someone actually did do something wrong doesn't mean that we need to or get to talk about it with others. James one twenty six talks about bridling our tongues. It says, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Now, this could be a real struggle if we have not made it a habit to bridle our tongues. So 1 Corinthians 10, 13 talks about temptation and it says, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So when we find ourselves uh, tempted to speak negatively about our kids, it might help to boil everything we have talked about down to two questions. Number one, are these words loving toward the person I am talking about? And number two, why am I saying this? Um, I do really want to clarify that it is possible to speak negatively about our children without gossiping, okay? It's absolutely possible. I think it's important to only share what's, first of all, we, we need to make sure that we have taken it to God and to our husbands first, but maybe we're reaching out to someone we respect who we believe will give us good biblical counsel. And then we're only going to share what's absolutely necessary um, because the word says where words are many, sin is not absent. So if we're talking, 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 we have a lot more chance of sinning in our words. The second thing is to ask the right questions when we're seeking this counsel, as opposed to just going on and on and on with the problem. So that's going to require a little bit of thinking through on our part first to be intentional in that conversation so that we are actually seeking out our child's best interest and not just venting. Okay, so this is, you know, as we're asking ourselves that question, why am I saying this? We really do need to ask God to reveal our own hearts to us. Jeremiah 17, nine says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. So we let God search our hearts because he knows our hearts better than we do. We don't just assume that our motives are pure, but we also don't allow ourselves to come under condemnation 
because we are becoming morbidly introspective, which is something I'm really, really good at. I'm good at going from the one end of not wanting to admit my sin to the other end of, oh, I'm a horrible human being. There's no hope for me. And I'm not saying those things, but I'm thinking, like I'm having those feelings inside and I'm nitpicking and looking for sin. That is not what I'm talking about here. We need to ask God to reveal and let him do the searching. David said in Psalm 139, 23 and 24, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way of understanding. So, or the way of everlasting. I think there's actually other translations that say lead me in the way of understanding. So again, we're gonna let God reveal and let him do the searching. So moms, what we really want to do is establish a habit of honoring our kids. We want to treat them as brothers and sisters in the Lord. So when it comes to how we speak about them to others, we need to remember that these kids will someday be adults and we want to have established a foundation of honor in the relationship. If we honor our children throughout their childhood, they will honor us in that adult relationship. Now, this doesn't mean that we lay down our authority as a parent, okay? So we're not we're not sacrificing our authority as a parent on the altar of what we think is honoring. It is honoring our children to correct them. It is honoring to our children to discipline them biblically. But keeping our parental authority with our kids and honoring them are not mutually exclusive. So as this mom said earlier in her question, They are our children, yes, but at the end of the day, they are at the essence people and will one day be adults around us. So I want to speak to that really quickly because our culture has a diminished view of children. They see them as obstacles that get in the way instead of people that will grow up to affect the world around them and souls that will live for eternity. God sees children as valuable. So what you see here is the difference between a secular worldview and a biblical worldview. Unfortunately, the church has been immersed in secular thinking, and sometimes we have to address that in our own lives in order to parent biblically. The scriptures are clear when it comes to how much God cares about how we speak and the words that come out of our mouths. He made us and knows both the incredible blessing and shockingly destructive effect that words can have. And I want to read to you from James 1 what it has to say about that. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says— He is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed. It has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. 
From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. If you'll notice back in verse one, it talks about teachers being judged with greater strictness. Now, aren't we as moms essentially teachers to our children? We need to set an example for them. Now, moms, we are not going to do this perfectly. We are going to mess up and we are sometimes going to mess up really big. That's the bad news. But we can't really appreciate the good news until we fully face the bad news. And the good news is that because we are believers, we have forgiveness from God and we can forgive one another and be forgiven by one another. Because of Jesus, the cross and the resurrection, God can take what Satan means for evil and he can redeem it for good. Moms, we have everything we need to avoid gossiping about our children. And if we need help dealing with the frustration we sometimes experience with our kids, God tells us in James 1, 5 through 8, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded in all his ways. Before we bring these concerns to anyone else, we need to ask ourselves if we have brought them to God first, or if we are leaning on our own understanding. Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 8 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Mom, sometimes our kids are a mystery to us, but they are not a mystery to God. He has created them. He formed them. He knows them inside and out, and he knows best what they need. Let's take our concerns to him first. Lord, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for giving us your word that guides and directs us. Thank you for moms who are sensitive to the Holy Spirit and who are listening for your direction, Lord, like this mom who wrote in with this wonderful question that now we have dived into and found answers in your word, and we have reoriented ourselves um, toward more biblical parenting. And so we thank you so much for that. We thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you give us everything that we need to parent these kids, Lord. We can't do it without you, and we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Moms, I want to share one last resource with you today. Are you looking to give your child a well-rounded education while also ensuring positive socialization opportunities and their ability to succeed in life? Consider joining a Classical Conversations community and homeschooling alongside local families. Led by trained, licensed directors, family can, families can learn through Classical Conversations proven Christ-centered curriculum together in a community. With locations in all 50 states and over 50 countries, there's bound to be a community near you. To find your community today, visit classicalconversations.com slash Dorinda. 
That's classicalconversations.com slash Dorenda. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Have a great day. Music.